Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Gateway for awakening. 
It's not something to get rid of, rather the way we pay attention to self-aversion is actually the ground of the path. Virginia since 2005. 
Her vision for making yoga accessible for all came from fruition in February 2018 with the opening of the flagship location of Beloved Yoga in Reston, Virginia, not too far from where we are in Tyson's, Virginia. But Maryam is also a certified yoga therapist with the International Association of Yoga Therapists. And under the tutelage of Bekaji Lin, she received her 500-hour experienced registered yoga teacher accreditation with the Yoga Alliance. She's also the co-author of Pilgrimage Through Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. It's a guidebook for 200-hour yoga travelers. It's a modern, accessible approach to the ancient philosophical work of yoga. Now, Maryam serves on the board of the Greater Reston Arts Center and also makes time to explore creativity in her own life through writing, poetry, mark-making, and she released Soundscapes to Contemplate, a compilation CD of her poetry set to conscious electronic mantra music by artist and producer Said Yunam. So as you can see, the importance of yoga is continuing to spread, and it gives me great privilege to welcome Maryam Ovisi. Hi, Maryam. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much mm. for the invitation and the time this morning. Well, we're in the same neighborhood, no? <laughs> yes, it's so great. We're uplifting yeah. the frequency. Exactly, okay. exactly. And I know that June's around the corner, and we're coming up to International Day of Yoga. And I don't know if you're partnering with the Indian Embassy where we're going to be hosting an event on the mall, the Washington Mall in June. Yes, we're celebrating alongside that as oh, well. Oh, beautiful, yes, beautiful, beautiful. And I have a great surprise for you because one of our senior most powerful yogis is in town just visiting me on surprise from Turkey. Oh, and how wonderful. I'm telling him, take my place because his energy is so beautiful. You have no idea. And so I'm looking forward to bringing him out there so he can go back to Turkey and talk about what his experience was when he was actually in the nation's capital. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? Thank you. That is wonderful. So exciting. You know, I have to tell you, this week I attended the Weave the People Summit coordinated by the Aspen Institute, and it was founded by David Brooks, New York Times journalist and writer. And um, I came away with a lot of percolated ideas and thoughts and even You know, how do we weave all these yoga groups and yoga studios together where they can really begin to optimize the importance of this practice? And it's Mm. definitely something that I feel that we need to start to weave each other's work into what we're doing by saying it's not just about my studio or my, you know, center or my place because I have to pay the bills. I've got a mortgage. And I get that. But there must be a way where all of us, even in the same areas, can find a way that we support each other and we can still pay the rent, we can still pay the mortgage, and we can still enjoy leisure. So I think that's something that we'll definitely think about in the future. Work along Mm -hmm. those lines. I'll just Mm -hmm. share because we're exactly on the same frequency. About uh, six to eight months ago, I began to gather the yoga studio owners in the Washington metropolitan area, and we gather together every six weeks. And we exactly, you just said the initiative, exactly, And so we are finding ways of supporting each other, and then we're also working on a campaign that elevates yoga and educates, almost like a PSA, public service announcement, that we ourselves support because we also realize that there is some confusion around yoga, um, 
mm-hmm. and you said it really beautifully in the opening. And it is not it is really our responsibility, those that are keepers of these teachings, to help make it accessible and to also demonstrate and embody the teachings in our actions and how we support each other, how we participate in our communities, and to work towards the relieving of suffering and the embodiment of our joy. Can I tell you how much I love what you've just said? You know, the whole purpose of David Brooks' Weaver Movement is to repair the country's social fabric. You know there's so much distrust. There's a lot of exclusion. But there are many people like yourself working very quietly across America to end loneliness, isolation, maybe mis, you know, misunderstanding. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely get you on board with that. I think we need to do that because it's important. Okay. And the Aspen Institute and stuff have now opened up their door to really hear stories of people that are doing things that are helping to bring so many things together. Sometimes we think that folks that are in marginalized communities are the only isolated voices on the planet. But even you know, businesses, companies, movements, Yoga groups are isolated, and if we can somehow oh, find right, and I think if we can absolutely. find a way to and come the together, makers. these are the decision makers, as they're the loneliest, so they tend to then make decisions based from fear and isolation and separation. And we've been around for 15 years, but this this kind of flagship or this um, the birth of this new frequency of beloved yoga last year was very specifically designed with the science of the polyvagal theory in mind, and exactly to what you're bringing up is the necessity of social engagement, that mm-hmm. we need to create spaces. The tech is phenomenal, right? It's awesome mm-hmm. to have these podcasts and these discussions, but until people get into your frequency, Sister Jenna, right. get, you know, like that's a different, like, uplift. And yes. so the creation of spaces for us to gather is so key to uplift society versus just staying in our little pods and kind of uh, kind of churning the stresses and stressors of our life in our society. We have to come together and dialogue and expand perspective. And I'm mm. a huge believer. I'm a huge fan of Aspen Institute and a huge believer that there we have a responsibility because we've got to usher in a new era of our country. Correct. Beautiful. Well said. And it's interesting because I took away from the summit a few days ago that, you know, there were people from all across the country, over Mm -hmm. 300 people gathered, including about 80 journalists, just so that they could see what was taking place and why it was important for us to begin to weave this, the sense of community, the sense of relationship and break this mistrust Mm -hmm. that we carry Mm -hmm. predominantly, I feel, inside ourselves, which we then transmit outside in everything that we do. And there were moments where people, you know, had the mic and they went on and you could hear the pain and the suffering and the challenge that they had in their own personal lives in their communities. And I remembered going to maybe one or two of the organizers and says, you know, it might be taken away from the narrative uh, about, you know, folks taking the mic and spending five minutes on, you know, emptying their laundry. And I was so moved by their response. They said, but that's what we're here to do is to still listen. It's fine. And I just thought, wow, I learned something really powerful with that, just right there. And then I realized that what they were up to was all good. So let's talk about you and more yoga. 
sometimes I'm not even very comfortable with saying it's become so popular in the U.S., (laughs) but it is increasing, it's amplifying, and I know that some people say that it has moved from the ancient teachings of yoga from the East, so why are you particularly passionate about sharing the original teachings of yoga with reverence, integrity, spirituality, and also accessibility for everyone? Thank you for asking that question. I, um, what I have observed, you know, first you become an observer of what you share, and I've observed a, a sense of, I would say, confusion in the yoga community and really among also people that are coming to it. And what's happened is as we, the world becomes closer and as fields like the medical field and psychotherapy start to recognize that there are these benefits to yoga and then there are these kind of invitations that are made to like go take a yoga class it'll help you de-stress or go you know go take a class in your local community and then what happens is that individuals aren't educated enough about what yoga is so they they might find themselves in an environment that method of yoga uh, is not ideal for them. And when I speak to the original teachings, this is the the stance is that there's one yoga, there are multiple methodologies. And it beloved, we support this remembrance of this one yoga. And the essence of yoga teaching is that it is here to relieve suffering and it acknowledges the whole being. And it's not just to take the physical body or the mental body. You know, we just can't close our eyes and quiet our mind. And it's important to remember that even in the original teachings of yoga, the teachings were say, bring the whole being into the present moment. And from there, you can start to do the work. Mm. And so that's what I mean about the original teachings. And we are a you know, the, how far can I get into the history of yoga? I mean, yoga mm-hmm. existed for thousands of years, but its origins were definitely meditative. And then a couple thousand years ago, to meet the people, the methodology became more explained uh, through the philosophy of yoga as codified by Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras. And what I really appreciate about that and what we share is that this was never, this kind of took a pivot from it being Hindu, from it being associated with any religious um, path and letting it be an independent method to complement anyone on their own path of um, spirituality that they serve and support. And that pivot is really important to highlight, I believe, in modern life. And that's also part of the original teaching. Indeed, indeed. So when we talk about yoga, a lot of people still think it's, It's a physical benefit. Many times I'll hear people share that, you know, they're having an ailment and they did yoga and they got better. And I get that. True. I mean, your muscles get stronger. You know, some of your stuff gets healed. But what are the other benefits apart from physical healing? Wonderful. There are are so many. And Mm -hmm. I will, let me just back up for a moment and say that, you know, this was always intended to be an individual practice. So the benefits are often reflected in what the individual wants to relieve. So if for you, you know, one of your layers of suffering is sleep or discomfort or chronic pain, 
the benefit will be to promote a quality of sleep and the benefit may be the reduction of pain. Do you understand what I'm getting to? Yes, I, I do. I do. It's pretty broad. Now, we have so many beautiful studies at NIH, Kripalu, and uh, the field is continuing to expand the Anderson Cancer Center. So what we do know as a fact is that yoga, when practiced with breath, mental awareness, and physical involvement, all three is really important to be involved, it does have a reduction of stress from a biochemistry perspective specifically to cortisol. So I can give you like the neurotransmitters, you know, kind of that, what are the benefits? But the benefit that I've seen with over, I don't know what it is now, 20 years of experience of working, not just with groups, but one-on-one, is the experience of calm and peace in Mm -hmm. oneself so that they can manage and not just survive, but thrive in their lives, make wise decisions uplift and optimize their lifestyles, their enterprises, the businesses that they create, the families that they raise. Beautiful. And that, to me, is so precious now because what I see is we've created a culture that has really demonstrated the symptoms of being reactive. Mm -hmm. And until we can become more responsive, our decision-making will continue to support the reactivity and I'll just, you know, from a, from a perspective of the nature of the mind is to always protect life. So the nature of the mind is for survival. So it will look for threats and scan. What we have that is unique as human beings and what yoga says, this is the gift that you have. Find a method to get to this gift. You are going to have a power that will overcome the suffering is that we don't have to stay in that survival mode, is that mm-hmm. we can overcome that, step into our observer self, into our wise self, and have a wider perspective of what is happening around us, create safety within ourselves and in our environments. You know, so I, I don't want to, I think there's a nature that there, that to be human, and then what yoga is inviting is another layer of that, Right, that right. does I take that. practice. It does, it does. And, you know, a lot of the things that you shared, to me as I'm listening, there's an interior dimension as well. And why I feel like meditation is so important is that meditation definitely basically goes deep right there. I mean, if whatever your meditative practice might be. It, it, it invites you to go deeper with the walls, the blockages, the stuff that you're dealing with, but also the gifts that you have and, and amplify those as well. So would you say that, um, do, do you think that Hatha Yoga especially and meditation actually have a relationship in the current forms of yoga that you have seen being practiced in the United States? The current practices of yoga, it is really hard to speak about because they're very broad, you know. So I want to stay a little bit in in my lane um, because I do think there's a very big influence of the fitness world in specific yoga methodologies. So I'm very careful to not make a broad statement. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I would say, you know, I can speak, you know, for myself and for general um, maybe perspective is it is considered a hatha yoga and a raja yoga, which is the meditation path. And so yoga has always involved all of that though mm. and so it's never been separated you know we can I think that what a great show that would be to talk about the history of why that separation happened and it really came because of the teachers that you know who brought yoga to United States first has a big impact on how yoga gets spread and you know from Avivekananda having an impact to people like Iyengar and Patabi Joyce having an impact is a big uh, deal in that mm-hmm. uh, what I'm what I really am concerned about if I have a concern as a, as a keeper of knowledge is when I see uh, yoga kind of being marketed you know I, I think I saw a McDonald's commercial with uh, someone sitting in Lotus and meditating perce- <laughs> you know perceived meditation and it was a, an ad to sell some a product, and then when I see also in studios uh, when yoga is mixed with substances and alcohol and other things, uh, these are the things that I I think we have to be very wise about. And for people who want to enter the yoga uh, realm, and you know, to be wise to find the studios, find the teachers that have done uh, adequate training and are based in the yoga teachings is really my um, my invitation to people who want who maybe have never tried it and want to try well how do I try it is to be is to be wise with that mm, that was a very safe response <laughs> I love it but it's a true response as well besides being a beautiful yoga studio beloved yoga is also unique and its offering of befriending yoga therapy with um, trauma-informed yoga instructors. Why did you decide to offer this therapy program? And what population actually does it serve? Is it a specific population? Thank you. So yoga is inherently therapeutic. I want to make that statement. And what happened about 10, uh, 15 years ago with a desire of integrating Uh, yoga into partnership with medical models and complementary modalities uh, was this creation of yoga therapy. And at Beloved, the Befriending Yoga Therapy program is geared to offering one-on-one space as well as small, semi-private space for individuals to pursue the integration of yoga in relationship to what the imbalances are that they are dealing with. And that is the nature of uh, yoga being therapeutic, is that it, it is very focused on a specific imbalance and to give that specific person a self-care plan that meets them where they are. The layer of being a trauma-informed studio is comes from... Again, what I have observed is that there are a lot of people entering the yoga rooms that are coming from much from a lot of complexity in their life, and we have an obligation to create the create the safest spaces. And so, by us thoughtfully 
training and having these discussions with our teachers of creating this safe space, uh, we have made some adjustments to the teachings that may not be seen in all spaces, although I do see yoga going towards this trend more and more. When one sees trauma-informed yoga, the biggest thing that it communicates is that there's a power of choice. There's no mm-hmm. dogma. Mm-hmm. And there is an awareness of the proprioception, the interioception, and the neuroception. And we're, we also are not, we are very respectful of people's spaces. We do not do hands-on um, manipulative assists, like articulation of joints. Mm-hmm. And we work a lot with verbal and demonstrative cues and really work also towards developing the sense of touch with practitioners learning self-touch, massaging hands and feet and That's these nice. kinds of things. So, and that is also carries into the yoga therapy, the befriending yoga therapy. And the reason for befriending is, you know, the perspective is that whatever your, however the teacher enters your body, and I work a lot with cancer and medical trauma, um, is the transitioning that cancer from being something that's an enemy to something mm. as a teacher that what can you extract and befriend I love and that. not right and not need cancer anymore and extract the teachings from it so that it can be free and leave the body yeah, yeah. and I'm you not said. you know I really want to be clear I don't I don't believe that yoga is the answer to everything I think yoga is an incredible complement to everything that a person is doing in their relationship sure. to their imbalance. Well, thank you so much for doing that. It's really, really um, needed because I know that even if we're in the valley and we're just a little bit down and out, to just get that little extra help can go such a long way. I want to share about the the founding of Love Your Body Day, and that's going to be on June 10th, which you are hosting the 11th annual 11th. Wow. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> the 11th. The 11th Annual Love Your Body Yoga Festival, which we're going to be participating in as well this year. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about the festival and what we can expect? Absolutely. So it is on Sunday, June 9th, and we are looking forward to welcoming you to be there and the surprise guest. Mm -hmm. And it started 11 years ago with a vision of gathering the yoga and wellness community very focused on the small businesses of those making effort to uplift the well-being of our communities and to gather us and to celebrate what we're offering and the diversity of what we're offering. And this year, we will have our main stage, and it's at the beautiful Reston Town Center, which is just an exquisite location. And in the main pavilion, we have an ongoing schedule of classes. And this year, we are promoting the nonprofits in the area that utilize yoga to transform society. So from the Veterans Yoga Project, Vet Yoga, to common, One Common Unity that uses yoga as a tool to work with the inner city um, youth of Washington, D.C., to Yoga and Union. We have a whole lineup of the nonprofits, and so we're looking forward to celebrating them in our area. And then we have a kids' tent, all-day programming, different studios, bringing in teachers so we can experience how yoga is being celebrated for our young people. 
and we have a bhakti tent. Uh, we are featuring uh, two wonderful headliners, Devandas out of Philadelphia, as well as Lobo Marino out of Richmond. And that's a tent of using the frequency of music and mantra to uplift. And so that's a, and these are all experiences that people can walk by and enjoy and participate. And then we also have a tent that's called Yed Talks, Yoga Education Discussion Talks, and that's got a group of different experts in the yoga and as well as complementary. Like we have a psychotherapist and a yoga therapist, um, Ileana Ayurvedic, speaking on different topics of the well-being. But on this, where all these tents are located, down the main street of Reston Town Center, there's about 75 vendors, from food vendors to uh, small business, like jewelry makers, to yoga studios, to wellness centers, to even local uh, fitness centers that will be sharing what they do and how people can learn to love their bodies and love themselves. We're looking forward to it and anticipate a great turnout. Every year it's about 5,000 people that come out, so it's a beautiful, joyful occasion. Well, let's double that number this time, shall we? (laughs) <laughs> that would be beautiful. Thank you. I think so. I think so. Well, tell us a website where we can find more information about Beloved Yoga and the upcoming Love Your Body Yoga Festival. So the Love Your Body Yoga Festival is loveyourbodyyogafestival.com. And for Beloved Yoga, belovedyoga.com. And we welcome all, and we can feel free, and we always have a place where people can ask questions, to ask any questions. Uh, we're really here to educate. People do not have to come into the yoga studio domain, so if they don't live in this area and they're looking for a studio in their area, I'm happy to support them um, to find a studio in their area, wherever they live. That's beautiful. Maryam Ovisi, thank you so much, and looking forward to seeing you on the 9th of June. Thank you. <laughs> Take good care. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I loved what um, Maryam was saying because I think it really gave an inner and an outer definition of yoga. And I really would like to invite our listeners to really look at yoga holistically to be able to really see that it is a, a deep inner inner love for the self which gets transmitted in the body. I was thinking while I was talking to Mary M., you all know I'm one of the advisory members of the Global Love Button Movement. I'm going to see if I can take some of our love buttons there and give give it out to as many people as we can because love your body also means that you've loved your mind. <laughs> Here is this love by Bliss. And remember, as I always end the show, don't let anyone take away your happiness because you give them permission to do that. And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that more. Here's this love. Take care, everyone. Be kind. It's all around.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.